0: So Dr. Chopra, this is our third best case ever in the best case ever series. This one's going to be released before our episode on headache, pearls, and pitfalls. So Dr. Chopra, let it rip. Let us know what your best case ever is. Well, I remember very clearly this 26-year-old black female, otherwise healthy, visited us in the emergency department for the third time. So as you can imagine, it was already a red flag the resident went to see the young lady who was coming back with essentially refractory headaches despite having been given a prescription for acetaminophen and codeine on two previous visits was advised to take some non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and there didn't appear to be any particular red flags uh, in the past about a subarachnoid hemorrhage a meningitis on the first visit she had had a CT and an LP because there was the consideration given the fact that she had a, a new headache which she didn't suffer from headaches before and neuroimaging didn't reveal the cause so a lumbar puncture was done at the time. She presented the second time afterwards and was treated as a post-LP headache. Even though reading through the notes of her second visit, it certainly didn't seem like she had much of an improvement with the analgesia that she was given on the second visit. So she came to us the third time and and we were concerned this is a, a relatively healthy lady. She was a little bit obese and she was on a birth control pill. We had ruled out any pregnancy associated illness before i.e she had had a negative pregnancy test before the resident saw her didn't find much except her complaining of a headache a diffuse global headache photophobia no meningism and uh, she was given uh, intravenous medication including uh, stematil and benadryl and i think she had some improvement and the resident came back we sat down and went through a differential And interestingly, the resonance differential included a cerebral venous thrombosis. I must admit, I wasn't particularly keen on going ahead with a second lumbar puncture, because right away in my mind, that was the first thing going, oh, here we go. She's a fairly large lady, it's going to be a different LP. But we decided, we know very well that some of these people may have the, the disease, uh, having high opening pressure. So we went back to the emergency chart and I said, listen, if the first LP documented a completely normal opening pressure, then I think we could have, the pretest clinical problem would have been so low, we could essentially exclude the diagnosis. Of course, as is often the case, we found no documentation of anybody recording the opening pressure. We had to assume nobody actually checked it. We looked through the first two notes and it said nobody actually looked in her front eye and nobody actually checked her visual fields because she was so photophobic. The key thing was make her better, which I realize is a paramount treatment for us in the emergency room, make our patients better. But I think we missed out on the differential diagnosis. In that case, uh, we offered to do a lumbar puncture. She completely refused because she felt that her second visit she was advised clearly was related to, in fact, the headache worsening with her initial lumbar puncture. We checked her visual fields, which, in fact, did not reveal any visual field defects, which is often detectable in uh, about a third of patients who initially present with CVT or benign intracranial hypertension, or I guess the newer terminology, idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So we um, end up to do the MRV, and lo and behold, it is indicative of absolutely nothing to indicate clotting and the neurologist came down we put our heads together and they we in fact did convince her to undergo the lumbar puncture we had a good visualization of her fundi which clearly showed papilledema her opening pressure was about 45 the neurologist drained some little excess csf fluid put her on some acetazolamide and a discharged her home with appropriate analgesia and a three- and six-month post-neurology clinic visit indicated by her discharge notes that she was doing very well. But I must say, from what I was told by the neurologist, she was lucky not to have permanent visual field defects given the fact that it took a couple of weeks to make the final diagnosis. And I think that case has always stuck out in my mind that it is not enough just to do a CT and an LP and be satisfied that you've excluded all serious pathology. Great headache case.